Hey everyone, welcome to the Self-Awareness Journey Podcast. I'm Melissa Albers. And I'm JJ Parker. This podcast is for seekers, seekers of happiness and joy, seekers of a centered approach to success in life, seekers of their true authentic selves. Get ready for some real talk on everything from anxiety, emotions, and habits to love, compassion, and forgiveness. We know you'll be challenged and enlightened by this conversation. We're so glad you're here. Let's dive in. Well, JJ, I am super excited to have our conversation today because we have a very special guest. Yes, I love guest episodes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and not only is this a guest, but it's also one of my family members. <laughs> Let's leave so, everybody hanging for just a minute yeah, with right. that. <laughs> Everyone stops listening. Just kidding. <laughs> right, right, right. The conversation I actually want to have today is on diversity. And um, I think that this is a really, really rich conversation to be having. And I'm so excited for us to enter into this discussion together. Yeah. Um, particularly with my cousin Tyrone. So I'll, we'll introduce so, him in just a moment. But yeah. yeah so. When you when we were thinking like I like talking about diversity, right? Um, you mm -hmm. and I we did a, a a pod a while back about, um, you know, just sort of like our our prejudices, right? Yeah. Um, and how mm -hmm. some of our like thinking patterns create situations mm -hmm. that are not great, right? Right. Um, right. And when we talk about you know things like racism and mm -hmm. diversity and uh, these challenges that we have in our society. Yeah. Um, I think there's like, um, like, a, I won't say prevailing, but there's this idea around like, Hey, you can't say some stuff that's uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a cancel culture thing going on. Right. Right. And I just want to make sure that when we start mm -hmm. this conversation, you know, mm -hmm. we are talking about, you know, being, like open, right? Mm -hmm. We're do, we're trying yeah. to learn other people's perspectives, right? Right. Um, and even though some of these conversations make us a little uncomfortable in some mm -hmm. ways, they might challenge um, yeah. some of our worldviews. I think they're so vitally important, and we might not get it right, right? Like I might say something stupid. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, well, I know this I'm is, going to. <laughs> but this <laughs> is all in effort of like trying to understand per other people's perspectives, right? And yes. and see the world differently than then we've been um, tuned to see it, you know, maybe right. for our entire lives. Right, right. Well, um, exactly. And I, I love that introduction. And I would have forgotten to say something like that. And I would have regretted that later. <laughs> so I'm glad that you said that. And um, Tyrone and I have been in this conversation for quite a while, actually. And um, recently, Tyrone started a speaking business and does some keynotes mm -hmm. and does some workshops specifically on building bridges with diversity at the head of that conversation. And, and we just thought, my goodness, this is such a good time. Um, you know, not only because it's Black History Month in February, not only because of the social experiences that we keep having that bring this to the forefront in a not productive or positive way, um, but also because we're family and we love each other. Yes. So it'd be really cool to get Absolutely. out here and talk today. So awesome. Tyrone, welcome Tyrone. Welcome. Thank you so much. And my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Pleasure to be on the show. Thank you for the invite. Yeah. You know what I think we should start with is, would you mind just telling a little bit about your story and how you got where you are in this place? 
Um, well, yeah, you know, as as Melissa was saying, you know, we're we're cousins here, and um, mm-hmm. um, I felt like this was just an excellent opportunity with you know the state of our our society, our world right now, mm-hmm. and how polar opposite we've really become. I thought it was a great opportunity for me to to start sharing my story. Yeah, and, um, me too. Um, you know, for those of you who don't know, I am a biracial child. I have a father that's from Trinidad and Tobago and a mother that was from Brainerd, Minnesota. <laughs> so you talk about polar opposites there. Right. Um, this is something that I was born into. I've had to, you know, deal with it my entire life, whether yep. that was one with, you know, with how our family <laughs> yep. Yep. is and how diverse we really are. Right. And then, but then also uh, growing up and going into uh, all white school you know, mm-hmm. from first grade to 10th grade. Yeah. And then from my junior year until I graduated, it was the opposite. Yeah. I went and, uh, you know, to mm-hmm. a more diverse school and um, just kind of those experiences that, uh, that, that I've learned and how really when we're willing to learn each other and we're willing to build bridges, how it really, yeah. it broadens our perspective. Right. And um, there is a good and a positive way that we can do that. Right. That is edifying. That is that builds us, and it doesn't have to tear each other down. Mm-hmm. I love that. In your professional career, you've been a motivational speaker and supporter of youth, and mm-hmm. um, you talk about a little bit about your experience and and um, why you decided to kick off your business right now. Well, I just have a love for people. Yeah, I love all types of people, all di- you know, from mm-hmm. all different parts of the globe, and. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, that's something that I'm passionate about and I'm passionate about um, connecting people and figuring out ways how we can use, build bridges. Yeah. And I like to use that, you know, bridge as, as an example, because if you think about a bridge, a bridge is able to span against an obstacle. Mm-hmm. It's able to span or, you know, uh, and cross over such yeah. things as rivers and things that that's, that yes. has caused a separation. Yeah. You know, and then it unites. It brings us back together so that we can have a, a meaningful relationship and continue to connect. Right. And I think that, you know, for people to live the life that we're supposed to live, you know, which is my slogan that that, that I believe in, we need to learn how to connect. We have to learn how to relate to enough to one another. Right. Um, because otherwise we're we're limiting our potential, we're limiting our our influence. And we're limiting, you know, we're, we're really stifling our growth yeah. as people in general when we don't know how to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I, I love your perspective and I, I particularly love your perspective because of the life that you've led. Yep. You know, you have been, this has been something that maybe socially people are talking more and more about in the last few years, yeah. but you have been living this living for, <laughs> yeah, 37 years, years of my life. Yeah. Almost 40. Yeah. I'm knocking on it. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> Can I ask you, like, as like, as someone who's biracial, like, yeah. um, how, you know, again, I, I uh, forgive me for like maybe the crudeness of this like question, but it's like, like, you know, do you identify sort of more with the, this white community or with, you know, the, huh? the African-American community or like, or are you, like, what is your experience kind of being, frankly, in the middle? I I choose to identify as biracial, as both. Mm-hmm. Um, even though society, when they see me, they're going to see a black man. Mm-hmm. Um, but I myself choose to identify as 
as as biracial because if I ch- if I choose to choose one side or the other, I feel like I'm either dishonoring my mother or I'm dishonoring my father. Mm. And I am I'm blessed to have a great relationship with both. Yeah, right. Of them and um and both sides of the family. And um uh, it took a lot of work. It it took work to do that to get mm-hmm. there, but we but it's possible. Right. And that's what I want to show people that it is possible and that we can be bridges and mm-hmm. it's it's something that we can all grow from. So, yeah. When you and I were talking about that last week, you said something to me that I actually haven't stopped thinking about. You said, or maybe it was even a couple of weeks ago, I can't remember, but you said something like, um, as a biracial child, mm-hmm. it is, and I'm, if I don't say it properly, correct me, but you said as a biracial child, it is normal to choose one yep. side or the other hmm. as your affiliation. Yep. And I think I was a lot stunned of it, by that. Or, yeah. I think a lot of that can be based off of exposure and based off of what, mm. that, whatever the circumstance has been. Yeah. Because um, I know a lot of people that were like me, they, you know, they one side maybe not had, maybe wasn't as accepting to the other side of the family or mm-hmm. whatever their, their situation was. It kind of forces people to, to pick sides. Yeah. Really. Right. And right. Um, I find joy in that and in, in embracing both sides. That's that's yeah. me speaking. Yeah. You know, I, right. I, I find joy in being able to, to do that and be able to cross culture and be able to um, speak to Caucasian America and African America. Right. Uh, you know, and I find those skills being able to do that with even other cultures mm-hmm. as well. Um, right. Right. Well, I, and I know we're going to get into this topic mm-hmm. a little bit, but I wanted to just ask you your perspective on this. I feel like socially we're in a mess right now. Politically we're in a mess, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And this race thing is just like a beating of the drums. It's just getting louder and louder, um, particularly here in Minneapolis. Why, why do you think we're in this position today? How do you think we got here? Well, I think that's, that's a very deep question Mm -hmm. and a a detailed question. Yeah. Um, There's several reasons why I think that, we kind of got to this, to this position because we have to, one thing that we, when we have these conversations, we have to acknowledge that what was there. There's just yeah. no way around it. We have to acknowledge that this is a problem, that this has been here. Um, but we have to acknowledge it. When I, and when I say acknowledge it, it's more like saying, okay, this is here. Now, what can we do going yeah, forward exactly. about this? Right. Um, it's not, I don't like, I don't choose to come from the perspective of looking backwards too much. Mm-hmm. Even though we have to acknowledge the history, you know, the history, um, because we can get stuck that way. Mm. And then that, you know, how can we go keep on going forward if we're and be forward thinking if we're just always referring to 400 years ago? Like stuck in Um, our learned behaviors or whatever, like you talked about that in the past. And, and, you know, about that is like, you know, with anybody and this is this is anybody. We've all been trained in how we think. We've all been trained at that. Um, I think the, the the correct term is cultural scaffolding, and um, we've we've been trained in how to think since we were little. Yeah, and that's been shaped by our exposure. That's been shaped by our upbringing. That's been shaped by you know society um, all the time. I mean, you think about you know little girls. You've been trained to playing with with Barbie dolls and be mommy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, yep. since you were, since you were little and commercials were geared that way. 
Yeah. Um, just things were things were geared that way. And mm-hmm. the way society came about, even before we came going back to how we when we came over from the from Great Britain, mm-hmm. there were people that thought a certain way that wanted that that really caused people that looked like them and thought like them to be superior over other people. Mm-hmm. That's where racism came from, which mm-hmm. really is a form of tribalism because you see it everywhere mm-hmm. still. Right. In Africa, this, is, this, this takes a different form in different parts of the world. Um, and it's very natural for us to tend to lean towards people that look like us, speak like us, act like us. Yeah, right. It's, it feels safer. It feels easier. You don't have to, you don't have to right. think, right? You don't have to I mean, push against anything. Think, think about a high school lunch, lunch area. Every kid migrates to their, you know, their type of people. Yep. I remember being in high school, junior year, and the Caucasian kids were at the front of the room. Then you have the the mm-hmm. the uh, Latina, the, uh, the, the mm-hmm. Hispanic kids, and you have the Asian kids, and then you had the black kids in the, in the yeah. In the back of the room, and then those of us who like to mix it up, we were like in the way back. <laughs> but uh, I was just hanging out there with the AV nerd kids. Yeah, and it, yeah, and you see the job, you know, you see the the athletes, yeah. you see, yeah, they all we all migrate to people that that uh, tend to be mm-hmm. from we're familiar with and we're comfortable towards, and that's why it takes everybody. When I talk about bridges, it takes both sides to do work to work and be willing to cross the culture and be willing to connect with each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. It just takes works to do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm excited to talk about, I know that yeah. you're going to give us some practical ideas mm-hmm. to the, you know, how to approach this, but yeah. um, you know, I think w- what I sense too, in a lot of my interactions with people is that, we are reaching this conclusion, you know, maybe mm-hmm. not to the depth that you have, or as you're describing it, we're all sensing sort of like, this is what's gone on. Yeah. And then, but, but then people don't know what to do with that. You know, then they get yeah. kind of scared. It's like, wait, I, I don't want to act like I always have. I don't want to think like I've always had, like, I want to be different. But I, yeah. I have no idea how to do that. You know, yeah. how, how, I do feel I, like, how do I do that? Yeah. I feel like, you know, there's people that can be afraid and how we do this, or there's some people that don't want to do it, yeah. period. You know, there's yeah. some people who just don't are set in their ways and they don't want to, they're, right. they're used to what they're used to. There's no, Sorry. they don't see a benefit to that. Like there's no benefit yeah. for them or something, you know, right. Right. And that's where, I mean, you could talk, get into critical race theory and stuff like that. And the mm-hmm. backlash that, that, that that's gotten into too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. You know, if we don't approach this in a in a humble, you know, mm-hmm. meaningful way, we can easily be on one side or the other. Right. You know, and that's the position that I don't believe. I don't believe in guilting people. I believe mm-hmm. that, you know, if love is not at the foundation of what you're doing, what we're doing is in vain. It doesn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah. Um. So I love um, that. I love that approach. I, I really believe that, too. You know, yeah. sometime we should do a sometime we should do a podcast on families like that'd be super mm-hmm. funny, but we won't do that today. <laughs> well, maybe later. But, you know, it is kind of I wonder about the culture of a family, you know, um, mm-hmm. how, what the culture of a family does to a person's um, awareness, mm-hmm. their own personal awareness of themselves and how they think the culture of a family, you know, impacts so much of our willingness to step outside of what is normal. Um, you know, yeah. it, it is really interesting when you think about that. 
Yeah. For me, when I'm when I'm hearing you, Tyra, I'm just like reflecting on times where I've been in a situation that is diverse, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times I will I will think, oh, all right. My first reaction is great. Let me go engage. Right. Let me go yep. talk to this person I don't normally talk to. Right. Let me kind of get out there. That's kind of like what I feel like in my heart. Right. But then. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get in your head and be like, yeah. oh, wait, my, yeah. maybe this isn't safe. Maybe I shouldn't do this. What if, you know, you just kind of like do this whole thing. And I'm, I, I just kind of want to be like honest about it. I think that's like a common reaction. Is Absolutely. Like what you feel in your heart gets like quickly overridden by like media images that you were probably like got from the media. Right. And all of this craziness that just bounces in your head. And then you just don't do anything, which is yeah, probably that's what, which is a huge part of the problem, right? Yeah, exactly. And then that's what that's how our subconscious bias is formed. You know, our, all of our all of our bias is formed is yeah. like I said, what media has shown to us. Um, and I say us; it's on both it's on both sides. Yeah, yeah. But media has shown to us what our experiences have have been, and you know, there's people that will will not cross over and go to the other side of town just because it's out of the normal. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, fear. they don't feel like it's either fear and it's on both sides of the spectrum. There's, there's kids, people that I've seen people that live in, in the suburbs and won't go over to, you know, to the rougher, rougher areas because of the imagery that they see. You think everybody is that way when that's yeah. not the truth. Exactly. I mean, actually, if you go to certain parts, you'll learn more about, that exposure alone will teach you and show you so much more about culture and so much more about community. And, but we have to be willing to do that. And, and that's really, you know, we, we acknowledge the mental models that we have to, that we overcome, have to overcome. But the way to do that is through learning new information and, and exposing yourself to new information. Yeah, <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah. When Curiosity. You, when you yeah. talk about like building a bridge, Right. I love that before yeah. building a bridge. I do too. Um, I do too. What I think of is that you need two sides though, right? Like exactly. Both sides have to participate. Like a one sided bridge doesn't stand up. Exactly. And that's that's the thing with the bridge. It's both sides have to come to the table. <laughs> and so how both do sides. you yeah. like how do you think we can get more you know, both sides to the table? Or how can we how can we start facilitating a situation where where everyone's more comfortable reaching I think out it and starts, embracing yeah. these ideas? Um, I, I first of all believe that it first starts with us as individuals first, because if we don't embody it, then we can't expect anybody else to do it. We have to we have to embody that. We got to have these conversations at home. We got to have these conversations with the kids and we got to set these principles and values in place so that now, you know, that's going to be that's 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 our lifestyle. And then from there, that's when, you know, businesses and and corporations and stuff can put principles and values in, in place that says, you know, we're going to embrace diversity. We're going to hire. We're going right. to try to diversify our staff. We're going to try to, you know, in, include things that gets the best of people and creates an environment where people want to be here and want to be at work and they feel valued, accepted, mm-hmm. they're valued and 
seen and understood. Right. You know? And they're not doing it because they're being told to. Yeah. They're not doing it because they're trying to check off a box, but yeah. they're generally genuinely doing it because they care and mm-hmm. they want to see something different than right. what we right. have today. Yeah. And, but it starts think, with this, with us. It yeah, starts with it, us. It does start with us. And I really, I really, really like that. So you and I have talked a little bit about this too, Tyrone. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's talk about some of the specific approaches that people can take. Can we do that? Sure. Yeah. Yep. So like, and I know you have done a lot of thinking about this and you've done a lot <laughs> of educating about this already. Um, but so I know nothing other than okay. I want to get better at this topic. I want to be open. I want to be a good example. Like this is mm-hmm. what I know for me. What else do I yeah. need in my approach to be successful? I don't know if successful is the right word, like significant. Maybe that's better. Like what do I need to think about in my approach to be significant um, in this topic? Well, I, I like to approach it, you know, I, I say I gave a few keys. Yeah. Number one, it's embrace our humanity, embracing our humanity. And when we do that, we understand that every human, that everybody, we're, at the end of the day, we're human beings. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and every human being, as, as, as Maslow used to say every human being has a hierarchy of needs, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have, we need self-actualization. We need love. We need shelter. Mm-hmm. Everybody has this, has these, has these needs at the end of the day, regardless of where, right. you, what you believe, where you come from. We all have these needs. Now we go about these needs based off of our par- our mental paradigm, our, our mode of thinking. Right. right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, everybody has these, these needs. And, when we learn how to see each other as a human being, mm-hmm. that denotes that gets rid of the the ide- ideology of seeing somebody else as less than a human being. Right. You know, and that's why we have human rights. And I think that one thing that spurred this really um, put this all on blast was what happened to George Floyd, and you know, in twenty twenty, yeah, yeah. yeah. right? Because for the first time, the nation really saw. What a lot of African Americans felt like they've been having for years. Mm-hmm. They yeah, saw somebody deprived of human rights mm-hmm. um, with a with a knee being on his neck. Now I say that with all due respect to yeah, police of officers. I have a lot of police officer friends. I understand no, that this yeah. that this has caused their job to be a lot harder. Right. Um, especially what's going on right now <laughs> in in a, what happened recently. Right. Um, and you know we I, I'm for them as well, but um, right. yeah. that's what this. That's what a lot of people have felt like, even though, you know, we have come a long ways in regards to civil rights. Understand that ripple effects and things like this trigger (laughs) the trigger points. It's like PTSD. Yeah, it's like PTSD. It just triggers all this massive, massive reaction. So I really like what you're saying. So you're saying come from a place, first of all, but just being a human being. Just being a human being. And it's the golden rule, right? Yeah, it's the goal. And when we when we learn how to embrace our humanity, that's to me, that's where I can start to have a common ground with you now. Right. Mm -hmm. We all need food. We all sometimes food is a great get together. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it sure is in our family. (laughs) Right. It is. It is. is Everybody needs to eat. Right. And then um, this even, you know, just getting getting the neighborhood together, getting, getting together yeah. with people over social occasions and stuff like that. Right. You're seeing the, hu- the human side of them. 
but then I say number two, um, I say, you know what? We have to be humble. Mm-hmm. We can't think because we can think in two different ways. We can think as an oppressor or a victim. Mm-hmm. And that's, interesting. that's our, our mental models. It can either cause us to be as an oppressor or as a victim. Hmm. And with an oppressor mindset, nothing needs to change. Now, really, on both sides, you could say, you know, I don't really need to change or whatever. Hmm. But with the oppressor, we're talking down. We're, we're speaking down at that. This yeah. is just the way that it is. I'm not changing anything. But with the victim, you're always thinking that the system is against me. All right. You know, that this is always working against me and then why I can't overcome that. Danger is when you just have that kind of mindset, you don't see that we have overcome a lot. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these mental blocks is in your mind. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know what's you know? really interesting? In right here at this exact piece, this is super interesting to me because even if you're well intended yeah. and you understand that everyone has basic human needs, okay, like you just do that, yeah. right? And so then you enter into an experiment of a conversation or you try to be open with someone that's different than you, a different colored skin or whatever. It could be different, whatever, you know, different part of the world. I I don't know. But if you come at it from a perspective Mm. of where you still think you're a little better and you're just going to help the cause, right? Um, Right. uh, That is a very different energy, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Than still understanding Mm -hmm. human needs. Um, you know, wanting to be different, like wanting to be better. But if you come in yeah. with kind of that little string of agenda, that feels that doesn't feel good. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's what one yeah. thing that's always keeping us at polar opposites right. and not causing people to come together. And um, the but when we think piece, Yeah, that's yeah. super interesting. Yep. Mm-hmm. And when but when we think with humility, which means to be sober minded. That's now we can we now can begin to think a little bit more clearly, Mm. you know, and see each other. And that's what I believe everybody desires at the end of the day. Everybody desires to be seen, heard and understood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. Everybody. Yeah. And And for um, who they really are. Exactly. Not an actor self, not who they're trying to act like they are in at work or over dinner or, you know, up at the podium or whatever. But just everybody who they really just, are. Yep, everybody deserves, wants to be seen, heard, and understood. Yeah. Um, you know, I know a lot of businesses that are trying to figure out how we can have this inclusive environment where everybody feels valued. Yeah. Because they got to be able to be seen, heard, understood. You got to yeah. value, value our differences. Yeah. You know, value the people, you know. And um, I like to, to put a, an example like this. Um, you know, I have, I'm an Apple guy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not endorsing beer. Right. <laughs> but, um, you know, we all have smart devices, but these devices are not biased. Mm-hmm. Right. They're not they're not biased. Um, these companies that have developed developed many of this have have researched different cultures, different languages. You can talk to Google or whoever, whether it's Google, Alexa or Siri, mm-hmm. and they can speak that like their language to mm-hmm. whoever. Right. You know, you can be totally uh, um, paralyzed and they can they can help you because they had this type of approach. They have, there's human needs. We want to meet those needs. We want to help help these people do that. And then they're, they're benefited, benefited because of that. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, I, I, I love, yeah. I love this. It's is there anything else? Yeah, it is. But is there anything that else that you think can, we should be thinking about in our approach to individuals or how we're, you know, what, what do you encourage people to think about from our conversation today? Like, what are you hoping will happen as a result of our conversation? First thing is education, educating yourself. Um, that's exposing yourself to new information is probably the best way of mm. overcoming those mental models. Mm. Um, you know, like I, I give my example of when I was in my, you know, in the, in the primarily white school. Yeah. Right. Um, I felt like the minority there. Mm-hmm. you know, at yep. that school. Yep. And I remember coming home and asking my dad, like, you know, why, why is it like this? Why is it, mm-hmm. you know, some of my other friends getting preferential treatment mm-hmm. over me, da, 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 da. Right. And it, it, he said it, it's, it's mostly because they didn't know how to relate to somebody like me, Yeah, you know? And yeah. I don't like to say that it was racist because I just felt like they didn't know because they weren't, they weren't, they weren't it wasn't their normal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, know? in the Western, mm-hmm. yes, uh, more affluent area of Minneapolis, I think that's very true. Yep, that wasn't the normal. And you know, um, your dad was having so much grace being able yeah. to say that and see that at that stage, like really seriously. Yeah, and um, that wasn't the normal. So, yeah. but once I began to have build relationships there, I still had you know good friends that are from that that yeah you know yeah. that I made there. Um, but yeah. it took some time and it took some, it took some work and learning how to, okay, this is how I, yeah. how we relate so to building a bridge yourself. there yeah. is educating yourself. And then the opposite happened when I, when I went to, you know, the school that I went to for my junior and senior year, actually I grad, I finished in Florida, but, um, mm-hmm. yep. that was in the inner city. That was a very diverse school. They prided yes. themselves in diversity. But it was it was an experience where great school, um, but it was an experience where I, in my perspective, got enriched because yes, yeah. I was able to see other kids, one that looked like me, mm-hmm. but then also other kids that are of all different backgrounds. And I began to learn more about my black history there. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't learn about, you know, Stokely Carmichael, who he was until I was a junior in high school, mm-hmm. you know, in Black Panthers. Um, so a lot of that stuff that mm-hmm. I could learn, you know, from first grade to 10th grade, I didn't learn until junior, senior and then and, and the college. Right. Um, right. But that experience showed me a different thing and why and why certain stigmas were like, you know, where are the way that they are and the mm-hmm. history that's behind that. Right. So, right. OK, that's great. Keep, that's a good that's really good advice is to make it make an effort to expand your understanding, expand yeah. your education. That's really, really good. And the, there's several ways that you can do that. Um, one is just being amongst people. Mm-hmm. Like go and expose yourself across, you know, go enjoy something now, uh, you know, in South, in the other, these other parts of the city and just yeah. be amongst the people. You'll be surprised how much of culture yeah. alone yeah. that you will experience. Right. Um, if you just go to Lake Street, yeah, I know. Just how much culture alone Good that you like and great food. <laughs> great food. Uh, great food. <laughs> yeah. But see, you gain but see you gain an appreciation. Right. Right? Yeah. Um when when we do that, um I've also learned that in traveling internationally. Right. Um and just yeah. getting a different perspective on how different parts of the world is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Guess what? The world is not like our little block. Right. In America. Exactly right. <laughs> sure is not. You know? 
Yeah. Um, it just, you enrich your life so much more by having a mind that is, that is moldable and teachable and yeah. not saying that, you know, what this is just the way that it is. No, this. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. JJ, I've That's been great. monopolizing this conversation a little bit. Is there anything <laughs> else you wanted to ask or add? No, or? I, I just like we're having this conversation, right? It's yeah. it's kind of no, like the more I, feel, I always feel like the more we can bring subjects to light that don't sometimes yeah. get a lot of light or they're easy to, or that are just simply more comfortable to ignore. I think we yeah. should all lean into that stuff. Like exactly. I'm always a big fan of like the things that are uncomfortable are the things you should be working on. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's right. Tyrone, yeah. is there anything that I didn't ask you or that you that you think we should before we close today? Um it's in regards to this subject, like I said, you know, it's important to to inform ourselves. You know, there's so many resources that are available to help um us educate ourselves. Um right. that's you know, whether that's uh there's certain companies that, that are downtown that will, that will help. They'll do that. Um, Black History Month, you know, go and support a black owned business, too. Um, right. You yep. know, uh, right, right, right. restaurants or that. That's going to just that's going to put you amongst people. And we learn from from each other. We learn what's culturally accepted in other cultures and such. And yeah. uh, how and how to relate to each other when we expose ourselves to these to, to different uh, types of people. and. Um, um, it's learning, it's really just learning how to love and respect each other. Um, right. yep. if love, like yep. I said at the beginning, if love is not at the foundation of what we're doing, we're making a bunch of hot noise <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, uh, right. it's just a yeah. bunch of hot noise and, yeah. you know, and then yeah. we, you know, the sad thing is if we don't learn from it, our kids have to deal with it as well, you know, and right. this is how we yes. make a better future for our kids. Right. Yeah. And I know you're speaking like uh, uh, you and I were talking one day and Tyrone has a darling, darling little girl. And she came in the room and they were kind of having a little debate. And I could only hear half of the conversation. And I heard him say, it is not okay for you to express everything on your mind. You have to be cautious and careful about what you are saying. Okay, she's nine. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's great. It's great. That's true for business. You yeah, know, you take, sure for is. instance, yeah. I can't sell something the same in America as in China. I got to understand right. their yeah. cultural norms and how they do right. things. You yeah. know, it's, very different. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm really excited for you, um, Tyrone, to be starting the speaking business. Um, I don't even know if we mentioned yeah. it. I think we did, but I can't remember in case we didn't. We didn't. Um, you got to plug it. Yeah. So Tyrone has been an associate pastor and youth pastor for the last 15 years plus. And um, and he has started a business, the speaking business called Tyrone Morrison LLC. And uh, we'll make sure in the pod description to drop all of his contact information. But um, I'm really excited for you to go off and help businesses because you have such a strong message and it's such a um, practical a practical approach to a topic that is so heated and so um, unpredictable right now. So we wish you nothing but huge success. And I know it's coming anyways, because, you know, we're related. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Oh, yeah. No problem. Thank you so much for having me on. Did you enjoy this episode? 
please go to your favorite podcast platform to subscribe, rate, and leave a review so others can discover it as well. Growing self-awareness is a lifelong journey and there's always further to go. And it's better when we're all in it together. Please think of someone you know who could benefit from hearing today's conversation and share this episode with them. We can't thank you enough for listening. Until next time, happy exploring, seekers.